It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the big show. Hope everybody is doing uh, hope everybody is doing splendid out there in in blog talk radio land. I know that uh I know that we are here. Hey Kaz, are you with us finally? Um, I don't know, am I? Oh, you are, buddy. You are. Chris is Chris is currently on assignment somewhere in the uh southeast region of the good old USA and he will be joining us. I'm I'm in I'm in LA. LA Craig. Lower Alabama. Hey you mean A L not L A. No 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 Lower Alabama. LA Lower Alabama. If you're from this area you know Lower Alabama. Yeah yeah if you're from this area you you'll laugh because you know what I'm talking about. So it's kind of like the east end of Amsterdam, New York. It's probably not somewhere you want to live, Uh, but you really don't even want to visit. I mean, we we section things off. I live in East Tumsuba, so I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) So uh, listen, real quick, before I forget, I just want to, I just want to, I picked a winner this week, apparently. Now, I didn't get two Xfinity. for this weekend like Taz got last weekend. But I will say that I did pick the wiener. I mean, the winner. And uh, Kathy Bellin's going to join us at the end of the at the bottom of the hour. We've had her on in, in years past. Taz and I both know her. And uh, her daughter, Chloe, the uh, wheel girl, if you will, herself. So uh, they're going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour and telling us all about what they got in store for both Mom's Machine in 2021, as well as the cart of the Chloe Express. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Super excited. Oh, 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 Kaz, thank you very much. Miss Lee, I hate to inform you that... uh, in the in the Camping World Truck Series, you only have 15 points in our little uh, standings. And I want to thank Taz for these great graphics each and every week. Uh, Chris, you've got 28 points. I've got 36. The laid up, laid out. I think he's still resting. Mr. CJ Sports has got 39 points. And the Tasmanian Devil of Flaggers himself, Mr. Taz Taylor. That was pretty good, wasn't it, Taz? You've got 56 points. Uh, I just want to say that Taz is kicking everybody's ass in the Xfinity Series. Well, we won't even talk about that yet. But Miss Lee, well, she's still she's still in last place at 27 points. Chris is at 48 points. The yellow flag of caution. He they just about threw a black flag on him. CJ Sports is at 65. I've got CJ by three points at uh, 68 points. 
And Taz, well, he's just putting a whooping on the field at 83 points. What we need him to do is sick, not be able to post his his thoughts for a week, and we all might be able to catch up in the Xfinity series. Mr. CJ Sports, well, he's he's the lower end of the spectrum in the Cup series at 38 points. I've got a measly 51. Miss Lee has beaten me by 15. She's got 66. The yellow flag of caution and Tumstuma, Mississippi's favorite son has 68. And the formerly bearded one of Brad Alban now residing somewhere in the bowels of Gloversville has 72, Mr. Taz Taylor. That's right. Just took the point lead in the Cup Series. Um, Denny Hamlin pulled through for me. Combined points. Combined points for all three series. Miss Lee from Ohio has 108 points. The, the inebriated one on good medical drugs who is under the weather currently, and I haven't heard any updates about him. Mr. CJ Sports is at 142. Chris, you've got two points over over Mr. CJ Sports. He's got you've got 144. Uh, Craig, that would be me. I've only got 155, and I ain't got a snowball's chance in June against the bearded wonder Taz Taylor. Because he's got 211. Taz, you need to play sick, lose internet, do whatever you've got to do over the next couple weeks so we can catch up. (laughs) You think I'm going to make this easy for y'all? Come on. Well, listen. (laughs) Listen. I don't even know if CJ and Miss Lee are in on this bet, but if they want to chime in and jump jump on it, you know, it probably wouldn't be in Miss Lee's best interest, but I mean, I mean, I see it as a twenty-five dollar entry fee, and you know, I mean, that's the you know, if you want to be involved in it, twenty-five dollars, you'll buy uh, you'll buy somebody a gift card for twenty-five dollars. I mean, that that seems to be the the right way to do this. So, they want to buy in. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody would like to wait until the very end to say, oh yeah, I bought in when they win. But you know, uh, I'm I'm bought in, you're bought in, and Taz is bought in. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to make sure Mr. CJ Sports and Miss Lee want to buy in on the gift prize. If not, then they're still more than welcome to play. Well, no, we like them to play. It's 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 nice. It's I like the friendly competition. But I was super excited to see that. Taz, did you share that on the uh, racing pages? Uh, I have not yet. You are a bad man. Hey, Real I quick, just, before I literally. I literally just finished them just before I called. <laughs> That's why you were late. All right. Well, we'll give you that because you were late. It's understandable. Miss Lee says she's still at work. She'll have to catch the replay when she gets home that she's sorry. But, uh, Miss Lee, I just want to let you know that the only the only series that you're 
not in last place in is the Cup Series. But hey, so, if, hey, she's she's got a lot of time. I mean, the the least amount of points we can get, if we're lucky to get five drivers, is only one. If we're lucky to get four drivers, it's only three. And the most points you can get, regardless of how many drivers there is, is twenty six. So, uh, I mean, twenty six versus three. I mean, you can make up a lot of points in a couple of races if you get the right drivers to go your way. No, well, yeah, yeah. Listen, speaking of points and locking himself in, would be uh, MTJ this weekend. Martin Truex Jr., I was a little upset. I, I was I could have seen I picked him, and instead I picked Kyle. I knew I was a digit off. Damn it. Find a hilarious all-guyer. Uh, you didn't pick all-guyer this week, and he, actually, and he actually ran well. Let's not talk about it. But that's all right. <laughs> Come on. Jazz, you were going to be on my Easter list. You are no longer. <laughs> so, let's talk. Let's talk raising, shall we? We've talked enough gloating about me winning this week and and tag. You're only what, you're, you're only you're only one correct pick behind me. I still have two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, well, if a frog y'all had wings, he wouldn't. Catch up. <laughs> well, if a if a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass either. You know that, right? Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk racing. What was? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Let me pose this question. And then we'll get to the weekend races. What does the 23-11 team need to do besides get another driver? Because that's pretty obvious. What do they need to do to turn around their season? I mean, we all know there's a fifth Joe Gibbs car. Right. So what do they need to do to turn around their season? Speed, time, and consistency, Greg Moore. Uh, you know, yes. the same thing yes. that every other driver needs, yes. needs right now. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not jumping on the Bubba Wallace bandwagon. But I've seen a competition. I've seen him compete this past weekend. And I'll be honest with you, I was impressed. I think he did a great job. I think if he can continue to do what he did at Phoenix, you won't see me ragging his ass no more. Because we don't have a Danica Patrick. We got a real race car driver on our hands, and I want him to be successful. Um, I think I, that uh, this team needs just a little while longer, a little bit more season and thought. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll start seeing uh, at least some top 10 finishes. That's what we need to see from this new team right now top 10 finishes. And I'll let Taz go. But I completely agree on the consistency. I mean, he showed he's Bubba's shown some spotlight this past weekend. But the question's going to be, can he keep it up there? And some of these tracks, I think he could that might play into his favor. But I believe there are some tracks that are not going to be playing into his favor. And that's where he has to challenge himself because uh, 
I don't want to see Mr. Michael Jordan shooting himself in the foot any longer because I think he's already done that a couple times. And we're already five races in. I mean, I don't I don't worry yet. When we get eight, nine races in, then then I'd be worried. Then I'd be a little concerned. But he's definitely got to do something. Um, they definitely got to do something. Yeah. And you know what? He's no different than any other driver on that circuit. Seat time, seat time, seat time. But how much seat time are you going to give somebody before you realize that you just wasted millions and millions of dollars? Somebody? I don't know, but he can, like Chris said, consistency needs to be there. Um, I think there's some tracks that can play into his favor that are co- that we're coming up to, and there's some tracks that are quite not his favorite. I mean, given the fact that hey, he did kind of. Uh, I didn't expect Phoenix to be a bright spotlight, but then again, Toyota and Gibbs like Phoenix. That's kind. Of, I mean. I was quite shocked. When Craig said Kyle Busch, I was like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm in for running. But um, Boyer said something in the pre-race about Penske Ford. So I was like, oh, shoot, Miss Lee's got a good pick in there too. And so I had a good feeling that after listening to the pre-race show, it's going to be Gibbs versus Penske. Who's going to shine? Early on, it was Penske. And I was just like, oh, boy, look out. And then um, – and then after the first stage, the Toyota started knocking in um, and becoming a threat to Penske. And then the third stage, MTJ lights up the world. But I'm going to put a spotlight on somebody. Um, I feel like Fox kind of purposely doesn't give him spotlight lately and probably because of his accident last year. And I think you guys know who I'm already talking about just by that. Um, Kyle Larson. He started he started in the rear um for some pre race uh nonsense. I'm assuming I believe he failed pre race inspection. They put him to the rear to start. Then he works his way up through the field. Caught speeding on pit road. Oh, here he goes in the long tail into the back. And he works his way back up. Then he gets caught speeding again. Back to the long tail you go. And he works his back way up to the front. And he results himself with a seventh place finish, but he was running top five for a good portion of that race. Kyle Larson, folks, look out. I mean, yeah, he won at Vegas last weekend, but if he's knocking on the door here at Phoenix, look out for him on these mile and a half tracks. He's knocking on the door. He's going to be a threat. Well, I I said he was going to be a threat from the beginning of the season. And once he got used to doing what he needed to do uh, and and how Hendrick ran their organization, there's no doubt if anybody didn't think he was going to be a threat, well, you know, they were smoking some really good stuff. And I, I think Jimmy Johnson's team that everyone keeps saying that it's Bowman's. No, it's not. This is the Johnson team. 
don't sleep on it. We all know Johnson's well, team once they're in their once they're in their uh, A game. Once they're in their groove, they're in their groove. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about it. Oh yeah. So Chris, what say you, my friend? He might be in a spot where his service is, is terrible. I'm trying to find the article we said about Dan. Uh, what was that? What was that, Craig Moore? I was actually uh, I'm actually in a drive-through Sonic. Not not trying to give any uh, sponsorships away, but uh, yeah, working with big things at Sonic here, trying to get uh, something in my old fat head. What was the question? Um, gee, I forget because Taz went you, on a rant. What are your What are your takeaways besides Bubba this weekend? Oh my I gosh! Consistency Larson. by Larson. Yeah, look at what Larson's doing. Holy hell! I mean, you know, he went out there, he won a hundred dirt races, and now uh, he looks to be one of my favorite. I would say that I would put him in the top three favorite right now to win a championship. Um, also, um, you, you know, I guess Brad Keselowski took out because. Uh, don't know about because he he has been quite aggressive. So I'm high on Brad Keselowski. I know that uh, he's trying to get him a win to to get into the uh, solidify his chance into the chase. Uh, but uh, it looks like he's not taking any prisoners uh, when he on his way there. So uh, definitely uh, we're going to keep our eye on him. He like I said, he's caught my eye. So we're definitely going to keep our eye on it. All right. Did uh, any of you guys, I'm trying to find the article. One of you guys mentioned about Danica Patrick earlier when you said this is not, he is not Bubba Wallace or she is not, he is not, Bubba Wallace is not um, Danica Patrick. Did you guys happen to catch the article about her Um, earlier this week? I don't think so. Well, I might I'm have saw try to... that, and then I forgot to go back to it. Yeah, I um, I've seen it, and I I was hoping that maybe you got a chance to read it, Taz or Chris. I'm going to see if I can find it, and uh, I want to talk about it because I'm pretty sure that she blames Stuart Haas for her um, not doing so well in NASCAR. So I'm I'm definitely going to look for that. I don't think it's Stuart Haas' fault. I think, I mean, she was, she was somewhat talented in IndyCar and you, she wants to say it's Stuart Haas' fault. No, 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 no. Not playing the blame game on Stuart. You had all the cards lined up. You went with Junior Motorsports and you kind of got something to work with you. And then you go over to Stuart Haas. No, Stuart Haas did not freaking screw you. I'm sorry. They've produced some top uh, equipment, and we've seen it. And we've seen her in any car. Um, for those of us who watched her, she's, she's somewhat, she was somewhat okay in IndyCar, but you ex- 
you think that going from IndyCar to NASCAR, you're going to pull the Tony Stewart move. I'm sorry, Danica, you ain't no Tony Stewart. So stop blaming Tony Stewart for your failures and maybe start looking in the mirror. Yeah, well, I think that everybody at some point in time in their career wants to blame somebody else. And I think that's the uh, I think that's the easy way out for her. I'll have to find the article and share it. Um, so apparently we've one... got Go ahead. I mean, there was one time, um, I mean, we can say Suarez, he blamed it, uh, his lack of performance over at Joe Gibbs. And I'm going to say this right now. I think Suarez was rushed to cup, but I think something lacked in Gibbs' organization a little bit. Spanish-speaking um, people? <laughs> Um, I think something lacked there because how can you put Carl Edwards, who was a championship four contender each and every year in that 19 car, go to Suarez, can't even make the playoffs. Then you put MTJ in the car and you're right back to just about where Carl Edwards was. I mean, some of it can be on the driver, but I kind of feel like a little bit can be on Gibbs. Um, I think Gibbs was playing a game of kind of um, where does Suarez sit? Can I rely on him? Can I not rely on him? And when Gibbs had the door to get a high-profile, talented driver and boot someone out the door, well, Suarez just happened to be that guy. Um, I think Suarez was just keeping the ride warm for Cole Custer. To be quite honest, when Suarez was over at Stuart Haas, and uh, I think Suarez now over to Trackhouse, it's seeming like a great fit so far. Yeah, I think if you get people that uh, Chris said, just give him a minute and he'll be back with us. I think that if you mesh the right team with the right ability, then you've got a shot. They're not – Traghouse isn't going to be a monster player for another year or two if I'm being uh, generous. But what I do think is that, as you said, Suarez, Suarez was bounced pretty quickly. And I really think that Coach Gibbs – Put him in there for, for obviously sponsorship dollars because his father was going to bring him. But I also think that he was hoping that it would bring a whole new set of fans to JGR. You know, it would bring it would bring the whole Latin contingent, if you will. Right. And when that didn't work out for Coach, 
he then became a developmental driver and a test driver for JGR. I believe they were giving him experimental stuff to uh, make everybody else look good. I mean, I could be wrong, and I mean, that's hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm, I seldom am. If you don't believe me, just ask, and I will tell you. So, I don't know. I, 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 when guys come up from when guys come up from the lower series and they're rushed, guys or gals, it doesn't matter who it is. I would say the same thing if it was Natalie Decker. If they threw her in a if they threw her in a, an Xfinity car right away, I'd ask, "What are they trying to do, ruin her?" She needs but, way more time to develop. I feel like she was rushed into Cup way too early. I mean. I think when she was in her last full-time ARCA season, if I remembered right, I think they had like seven or eight full-time drivers. And out of those handful of uh, drivers, she was like second to last in points. Like, you're going to reward her with a truck ride part-time or full-time, however you want to think of this. For where she finished? Nah, sorry. I'd rather give my ride to somebody who is top three, maybe top five. want to go extending out of there. All right. So I want to thank I want to thank one of our listeners, Becky from uh, Middlefield, New York. If you've never been out that way, Taz, take a ride out there. It's a beautiful country. Um, she actually found the article. She's probably one of our 19 listeners, and then we got to get ready to bring on Kathy and, and uh, Chloe. But and by no means, uh, for people listening, by no means am I dissing Danica Patrick. I think she was great for the sport for what she did to it and for it. I think she brought it a whole new fan base. Um. I mean, obviously, GoDaddy was happy with her because they came from IndyCar over to NASCAR. Um, and honestly, I want to thank Danica because, you know, her beauty was the reason that I went with GoDaddy for more2music.com. If some is good, more is better. I was like, if she is the face of GoDaddy, they must know what the hell they're doing in web development. So uh, I'll build my website through them. But... Here's what the article says. Danica was not the woman who broke any of auto racing's glass ceilings, but her ascent in the sport during the internet social media era has made her the most publicized ever from relatively small sorority. Patrick broke into big time racing in December, 2004 when Ray Hall Letterman racing, that would be Bobby Ray Hall and David Letterman, added a third team to its IndyCar series program. Her rookie season showed promise was Pat, with Patrick winning a pair of full positions and even leading 19 laps at the Indianapolis 500. Indy was her two fourth-place showings, and Patrick posted five other finishes in the top ten. She spent more than six seasons racing in IndyCar. By the time she left, however, she had just one victory in Mokiji, Japan. 
and six other podium finishes to her credit in 115 starts. She had already decided that beforehand that 2011 would be her final season so that she could focus on a NASCAR career. She's from below Wisconsin, and she began running part-time Xfinity Series in 2010. She competed full-time there in 2012, while she was also taking to the track for 10 NASCAR Cup Series races. From 2010 to 2017, she made 190 starts on the top stock circuit, say that 10 times quick, with just seven finishes in the top 10. Her combined IndyCar and NASCAR numbers from 05 to 18, well, that was 368 starts with only one victory. Uh, She had about as good of uh, a racing career as good old Michael Walter. Danica was one of the most visible drivers in NASCAR series in the Cup Series from 2012 to 15. That was due in part relative novelty of being a woman in a male-dominated sport. But it was also a function of relentless promotion by GoDaddy, her Stuart Haas race car's primary sponsor. Um, they, ended promote, they ended their relationship with Stewart in 2015. By that juncture, Patrick had run 118 winners, 118 races without a top five finish. Teammates Ryan Newman, Kevin Harmick, and Stewart co-owner, Stewart Haas co-owner Tony Stewart were all winning races with comparable resources. Uh, define comparable resources, I guess, and that's uh, that's uh, what's the word I want? Subjective? Would that be a good word, Taz? Yeah, I guess you can say so. So they they couldn't find your sponsors, which was the problem, and I I fear that that may be the problem with Bubba Wallace if he doesn't if he doesn't start having very good finishes. I think that he might be in trouble when it yeah, comes he needs to, to Danica was struggling. I just think she was just lackluster in performances. I mean, yeah, she had sponsors come in because of being a lady driver in the cup series, but I mean, you got to have, I mean, while, yeah, you can come in on a hot, being a hot topic of you being a lady racer in a cup series. That's cool. And dandy. It's an eye opener for a lot of people bringing a different uh, group of fans into the sport. But if you want sponsorship and keep going, you got to perform you got to put it out on the track. Um, Speaking of performing, go ahead. And so Bubba's kind of, so I can see the comparison in a way, but to Bubba, but I think Bubba can perform. It's just that he needs to show it. He didn't show it with RPM. And if some people could say, well, RPM's not that great. Well, if you've seen Eric Jones, he's had spotlights so far in five races with that team. Um, not many spotlights, but he's had a few. Um, he's put that 43 on notice for those few little spotlights. 
And if Jones can really fully adapt to that ride and really get it going, um, we can see the 43 be mentioned and um, be more talked about than when Bubba was in the 43 car. That's not a political type thing if you want to go down that route. Absolutely. And we'll get back to this. We'll touch on this uh, in a little bit. We have got our guests on the line. Notice I said guests. Now, I did send Chloe a message about an hour ago, and I told her not to be nervous. So I want to welcome, I want to welcome Kathy Bellin and her wonderful, talented daughter, Chloe to race chat live and they're going to sit and chat with us for about 30 minutes and uh chloe how are you young lady i'm she's nervous <laughs> <laughs> well i figured we'd start with, i figured we'd start with her so we could get her nerves out of the way and then mom <laughs> can show her then mom can show her how it's really done she <laughs> can take some notes she can take some notes. Chloe, how are you, young lady? I'm good. Good. So, you know me. You also know Taz. Say hi to Taz. Hi, Taz. Hello, Chloe. Hi. Hi. So, now we've got all that out of the way. Chris is listening in the background somewhere in East L.A., down in Louisiana. We don't know. He was at a Sonic, but he didn't buy us any food because he's cheap like that. Um, oh no! What's that? I said, "Oh no!" Yeah. So, Chloe, tell us, tell us about, how old are you? First of all, ten. So you're ten. I will tell you that I do love the comedy sketches your mother and you do. I read them on Facebook and I laugh hysterically because <laughs> I just find it funny. And if you guys don't know what I'm lo- I'm talking about, you might be able to see some of them on Kathy's page if you're friends with her. If not, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> but so what, Chloe, what got you interested in racing? Obviously, mom does it. Grandpa does it. But uh, what got you interested in it? I think it was watching them as go really fast around track as I grew up. And I just thought it was really cool and really wanted to try it. Nice. So what is your – you run at Kuroga, correct? Mm-hmm. And you run at Dodge City or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you what your favorite track is to run at. That's unfair. We love both of those guys. Um, <laughs> but what track is easier for Chloe – to get around, what track does she feel she knows better? Kroger? All right. Whatever you feel comfortable at. Yeah. Mom doesn't race those tracks. I used to. That's, That's funny because I don't think I've ever heard you say she was ever speechless, and I think that's the first time. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. She usually never shuts up. 
And as parents, we understand that, do we not, Taz? Uh, yes, that's for sure. We can't wait for him to start talking, and then we can't we can't wait to tell him to shut up. Right. Um, so, Chloe, tell us what kind of cart you run, young lady. She wouldn't know that. She actually runs a trick Olympic. She's still learning all the all the lingo. Okay. All right. Taz, what do you got for Chloe? And then we'll let her get back to schoolwork because I know she's probably got it. Um, do you, Don't ask uh, her who her favorite flag of, person is. <laughs> yeah, never be afraid of the flag guy. Um, <laughs> what, Chloe, where, where, what kind of racing do you see yourself um, racing in when you – get older like do you want to do um more of the racing that your mom and grandpa do or do you want to do some more um racing like going around the country and doing some of that i should go around the country Yeah, who just wants to stay in these three counties? Go see what's out there. Right. <laughs> he does have All a goal, right, well, though. She's telling me that by 14, she wants to race against her mom. So we'll see how that goes. Well. Oh, boy. Well, we got, I, well guys, you uh, if you've not heard it anywhere, you've heard it here first. Chloe wants to race against her mother. Yes, she does. Could you make that happen even in go-karts? Possibly. There you go. There yeah, you go. I'd, we'll pay to, I'd, I'd pay to see that race. <laughs> Maybe even get Papa in there, too. Ooh, that would be even better. Three generations, that would be <laughs> awesome. Right. That would be awesome. We won't let Papa prepare the cars, though, because he'll prepare his to go faster. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, they, need, let's they need to be prepped. About, hey, Craig. Craig, they got to be prepped yeah. by uh, uh, by us uh, dummy folk. They got to what? They got to be prepared by us dummy folk. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Kathy, tell us about you. And uh, I mean, obviously, we know your dad raced, so yeah. that kind of rubbed off on you. But. What made you say, hey, Dad, I think I want to race? He actually bowled with this guy named John Mills, who used to race go-karts at Caroga. Yep, he used to race go-karts at Caroga. Told us to come down one night. You know, me and my dad went down. We watched. I He offered to let me run the car, you know, because I was so interested in it. I was just. Since day one, I've always been intrigued by it. So, first time ever out in the car, I finished car. I finished third. Ever since then, I was begging him to get me one. And within the next year, I had my own sitting in the garage. So, <laughs> that is awesome. So now, yep. how old were you then? I was probably ten. I think I was Chloe's age when I first raced. Well, we're not going to ask you how old you are now because that's totally unfair. But um, <laughs> so you got about 
so you started racing you started racing go karts. How long did you spend in go karts before you moved up? Uh, I was in go karts until 2002. I moved up to street stocks at Fonda for a year. And then you went to uh, the 602s or? No, then I went to actually 600cc micro sprints. We raced out in Whip City for about a year, year and a half. And then I actually took about nine, ten years off after high school, you know, just to see what was out there other than racing and, you know, kind of experience life. But I just, I couldn't stay away from it, so. All right. Taz, what do you got, my friend? Um, when, well, when you were out in the world and then finally decided racing is kind of where you wanted to be, like, how did that kind of come into fruition? It's actually kind of funny because my dad had the lightning sprints, a thousand CC mini sprints he was running for a couple of years and he picked up a, a sportsman car from John Marsh he got a good deal on that. So when he told me he got that, I was like, oh, so could I possibly race the mini sprint? You know, the next race they have at Glenridge. He thought I met in a couple months. I met that Friday. So we ended up getting the car the car ready for me. We took the mini sprint down for me and then the sports went down for him. And I've been in a car ever since, so. All right. And when, when did you... When did you start uh, racing uh, sportsmen? My first year in a sportsman was 2017. What was one of the things when you jumped into sportsmen, and I'm sure Chris is, I don't know where Chris is at, but uh, what was one of the things when you jumped into sportsmen that you were intrigued by? nervous of or downright scared about? Um, I guess just it's so different than what I was used to coming from the mini sprints and then racing the micro sprints before my big break that, you know, it was quite different. You know, the, the accelerator was different. Everything was different. It didn't, you step on that, it doesn't go quite as fast as a mini sprint does instantly, you know. It's just, it was a big change. All right. What, no, um, you drove you drove Sportsman up until last year. Then you moved up to Modifieds for a few races, right? Uh, what was the experience like with the Modifieds and running with some of those big guys? It was definitely different. It was intimidating just being... You know, the first race I had at Fonda, I know Matt Shepard was there, Anthony Perego, all the big names that were in my heat, too. It was pretty intimidating, but, like, it was a good experience to be, you know, to be in the same heat race, on the same track as guys like that. All right. Shepard didn't um... play a little dirty, dirty on you, did he? Who? Shepard didn't go any, uh, didn't play aggressively, did he? Oh, no, no. Shepard wasn't near <laughs> me, near enough to even be able to touch me. He was gone. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
What um, What are your plans for for this year? Uh, we're looking at racing Fonda weekly, and possibly hitting Utica Rome a few times, depending on Miss Chloe's schedule at Dodge City. Um, I'm gonna try to see if we can hit Kroga with her on Saturdays. It's just tough with we're gonna have three sportsman cars down to Fonda this year with my stepbrother Ryan actually putting together a car as we speak to to run his first year this year too, so we're gonna have a busy year. Well busy is good. Yeah. Busy is good. What um what are your hopes and goals? for your 21 season? I just want to improve my driving. You know, I the last race I had at Devil's Bowl was probably one of the best runs I've had in a, quite a while, and it just it really boosts my, my spirits, and I'm looking at getting some better runs like that this year and possibly, you know, getting some top tens, top fives, possibly even some wins. All right, and what is Chloe's? If she's still right by you, if she's not, you can you can uh, answer this for her. What yeah. what are what are your goals for you this year, Chloe? What are some of the things that you would like to accomplish? She ran upstairs, but she is just looking to get more comfortable in the car and. You know, just try to do better each week and improve each week and just really take in everything and learn all she can to be a better driver. Nice, nice. All right, so now is your dad, your dad is running this year? Yep, he's running as well. All right, and he's going to run, you said Fonda, you guys going to run the Ridge at all? Uh, we might. Um, that's or is that any. Good? That's kind of just left up in the air. They're usually last minute. Oh, hey, let's let's hit up the ridge, or let's go up to Devil's Bowl, or you know, take a nice little trip to this track or that track. So you might see us at a couple of different tracks too. Oh, let's say if you let's say Devil's Bowl might be a little tough since they're going to be running Saturdays this year. If you're planning on running Fonda, I keep forgetting they changed the Saturdays, but yeah. Um, All right, so you go ahead. You've raced, you've raced under at tracks, obviously different promoters. Um, what are your some, what are some of your favorite tracks, and maybe some of your favorite promoters of how um, certain things are ran? My favorite tracks probably gonna be Fonda, just because I've always grown up watching my dad race there, and it's just always been that one track that, you know, that's my home. So, and I mean, Devil's Bowl was fun. That was my first time there last year. That's definitely on the top of my list. But as for promoters, Dale is probably my favorite at the moment. Just he's done a great job with Fonda and really, you know, put life back into that place and turned it all around. So, All right. What um I wasn't sure if Taz had another question for you. <laughs> what uh 
what sponsors do you have coming into the 21 season? Currently, we still have Paul's Auto Body coming on for the 2021 season. We are still looking for more sponsors, always, always looking for sponsors. Any little bit helps. Now, if somebody wanted to sponsor your somebody wanted to sponsor your team, sponsor your car, sponsor Chloe's car, how do they do that? How do they reach out to you? How do they find you? Uh, they can look me up on my racing page, Kathy Bell and Racing. They can message me there. They could message me on my private Facebook page if they are on there or look me up. I mean, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. My dad. All right, and what is a what is a you know, sponsorship run? I mean, what are the what are the minimums? What does it get them? And obviously, we know the max is about a million dollars a season. But if anybody decides about <laughs> that kind of <laughs> what is what is um, you start out. Usually, I mean, we take any and all um, help. We're not, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to accept somebody giving me $50 here and there. You know, that's perfectly, I'll take anything. But, you know, our packages usually start like 500 and go up from there. And then depending, you know, how much you have, we'll put you on the car someplace. All right, awesome. So, are you still are you still at the arches? Yep, I am. Are you okay? So, have you talked to them? We actually just went through a new ownership recently, so I still have to reach out to the new ones and see if they'd be interested. But it's definitely something I've been looking into. Yeah. No, and that's and that's and I asked that because I, I always wondered that like. To the people that where they work, do they realize, you know, hey, these people drive. And when yeah, I was my old pizza, owner knew. My old owner knew. He'd ask me about it all the time. And my supervisor used to go up to Malta and, ra- and watch the races. So he'd ask how it's doing and stuff. But My answer would have been it would be a lot better if you wrote a check. Right, exactly. <laughs> they never, never got around to writing that check, but... <laughs> I know one of the uh, one of the managers for Pizza Hut uh, down in Delhi. Her son races down in Long Island and somewhere else, and uh-huh. she never even thought of reaching out to Pizza Hut. And I had said to her, "Why don't you reach out to Pizza Hut? You've right. been with them for twenty years." She goes, "You know, I never really thought about it." She says. All the district managers knew that know that I raised, or know knew that he raised, and that I yeah. own cars. They never thought about it, so I was like, "Well, they're not going to freely spend their money. You better ask them." So, right. So she was getting she was getting ready to put something together for them, but um, I'm sure Chloe ran back upstairs. When uh, are you going to have a car in the uh, show at the end of the month? In about nine days, down nine ten days, down in, at. Uh, I'm, we're Where not going to have the, the Viewport Mall. No, I'm not. We're not going to have any of our cars down 
Um, and I don't believe they're having the go-karts. I haven't heard anything about those yet. But, I mean, if they were having go-karts, I'd definitely make sure Chloe's was there because she definitely missed out last year. She was quite disappointed when it got canceled. Yeah, I think, and, um, you know, that's because that's a big deal for the kids. I know that was one of the things that I like to go in and see. I mean, obviously, you know, you go in and see the bigger cars, but I like to go in and see the big carts and talk to the kids and talk to the, talk to the adults and see what their, their game plan was for the season. Chad, you got anything else before we do sponsors? Um, yeah, I actually did have a question. Just chimed up on me. I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier. Um, what the, the last year, um, I think it was a tag team between you and your dad. I could be wrong on that part. And you can correct me if I am. Uh, the Billy Pascal number three car, did you guys buy it from them or were you guys driving it for him? How did that ordeal work? Because I literally thought when I first saw that car, that was Kyla Dipple running at Fonda every, each and every week. Then they said Bell, and I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> it was actually a body that my dad ended up getting with a car that he bought, and it just happened to fit on the car, and we needed a a car put together real quick, and you know, didn't have time to get one lettered up real quick, so we just threw it on the car just to kind of keep everybody on their toes. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, uh, all right, why don't we run down the list of sponsors you got for the for the season, and then tell us one more time how people can get a hold of you, uh, where they can follow you, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, all that all that good stuff. <laughs> so my current sponsor is Paul's Auto Body, and I want to throw out a special thanks to To Be Extreme Graphic and Design for my wraps and stuff. Um, you can get a hold of me on my racing Facebook page at Kathy Bell and Racing. There's also a Kathy Bell and Racing Instagram that you can follow. I will be having a Chloe Bell and Racing Facebook page done up soon, so keep an eye out for that. I'll share that to the Kathy Bell and Racing page so you all can follow that when it's up and running, too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you very much. I'm going to share the link on the Race Chat Live page right now so that way people can uh, follow that, like it, follow it, and stay and stay up to date as to what's going on there. I, I mean, I'm looking at your page right now. Uh, it's a never-ending battle of making your cars better better, and also trying to better yourself. I, I like that. Yeah. And then you, you're staring out of the cockpit ready to go. <laughs> what is one of the challenges you face on the track or in general when racing that – you feel you could uh, do better with? Is there something that you struggle with setup-wise that – go ahead. The biggest thing I struggle with is second-guessing myself. Like, I will have a few good runs, a few good lines, and then – the chips can wait. All right. I'll have a few good lines. Sorry, the kid was trying to open chips. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll have a few good lines, and then the next lap I'll hit, I'll miss my mark, and then I'll get all frustrated and flustered, and the next lap I'll miss it again. And I just I need to figure out how to keep my mind calm when I'm out on the track and not overthink. And then when I get off the track, second guess what the car is doing and what changes to make and that. And I think if I can better all of that, that I'd have a all around better season. So that's my, right. what I'm working on this year. Well, we look forward to seeing you on the track. We look forward to seeing Miss Chloe on the track. And I will tell you that I think she tried to open those chips when you weren't paying attention because all kids do that when their parents, when they think their parents aren't paying attention, they try to get, um, yep. hey, I think I can despise them without them seeing it at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> Except it's louder than anything. <laughs> yeah, yes. So uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us this last half hour, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. We'll keep tabs on you all year, and uh, we'll get you guys back on hopefully by the end of the season, and you can recap your season. Sounds good. Thanks for having us on. You're very welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Good night, Chloe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, honey. All right. That was Kathy and Chloe Bellin of Bellin Racing, Kathy Bellin Racing right here in the upstate New York area. Kath, I will say, I will say that I enjoy having them both on. Uh, every time. I think the last time Chris and I had her on were, was a couple years ago. And uh, I don't think Chloe was racing just yet. I think the itch was starting to get scratched, but nothing nothing major. Nothing it's major. Always one, it's always one of those things. You just have, like, that itch, but you're just not sure if you're – going to be fully committed to it just yet and of course when you're ready that's when you know you're ready to go well i can tell you a couple of years ago um a couple of years ago uh, my ex dana her her son talking about go-kart racing and i was all for it i mean i was all for it i was i was I'm like, all right. I said, I'll give up a night at DJ and once a week we'll get a team together. Uh we'll get a team together. We had we had somebody that was willing to help with the funds of the team. Tom you know Tom Spencer. I think so, yeah. And yeah, he owns Spencer Racing. Chad the lunchbox yep. drove him for a while. Yep. Um, you know, Tom has been Tom has been a family friend of Dana's for good God, thirty plus years. And, you know, he was real, Cameron was serious about it until I said, son, it's an every week, it's an every week commitment. It's not, oh, I don't feel like racing. I don't feel like racing today. Um, you know, if I'm going to give up a weekend worth of DJing, a week, uh, night up during the weekend to DJ, you're going to race. And he was like, okay. So we started putting it together, and I seen his interest start waning. And I was like, yeah. I said, son, you don't really want to do this, do you? I was like, do, but I don't want to do it every week. And I was like, 
I'm sorry, son. It's either all or nothing. Like, I'm not, we're not going to spend all this money for nothing. So it's great to see, you know, it's great to see the kids uh, get on board, get on with it, and do it. Because it is a weekly, it is a weekly commitment, not only for, not only for the kids, but for the parents. Right. You, know, you get out there, you get all those sponsors, and um, you know you, they want to see the money, the money that they're spending. They want to see something. They want to see pictures. They may not go to the races, but they're going to want to see what their uh, where their dollars. They want to see where their spent. money's going. Exactly. Exactly. So let's take a. I'm going to do a commercial. Taz, why don't we talk? I've got to get this commercial cut for you. I've just not had a whole lot of time with this new job. Um, I just got to get down to the radio station and cut some commercials and cut our new intro. Matter of fact, I'm not even seeing. I'm not even seeing uh, my commercial in the bank, so I don't know what happened to it. But uh, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your business and what you got going on and some deals you might have going on for the 2021 season. Well, my business, TNT Designs, if you need T-shirt designs, uh, iRacing Wraps for you virtual fellows out there. stickers, hero cards. Um, if you need it, come find me at on Facebook um, at facebook.com slash TNT Designs MN. You can see a lot of the work I do. I know I do more of the virtual stuff being that um, that was being that a lot of racing that happens up here in New York uh, is wintertime. Racing doesn't really happen, so a lot more virtual stuff. Um so, right now, I have some T-shirt designs out that I did for Rakowski Family Racing and Plan B and C Racing. Um, more to come later on. Uh, stickers are in talks um, in terms of not only Race Chat Live, but also the teams as well. Um, my stickers, if you personally want them, um, Race Chat Live stickers, once they come out, they'll be the same pricing, uh, $5 each uh, or $20 for 5 and, of course, T-shirt designs will come down to how much time and effort, uh, how complicated or simple your design is. Same with hero cards. Um, it all depends on what you want and how easy and complicated and uh, how much time you want to take. Again, you can reach out to me on my um, – if you have me personally on Facebook, you can reach to me out there. Um, or you can go to my Facebook page, TNT Designs, uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash TNT Designs MN or if you follow me on Twitter you can message me there at TNT Network 61 Alright, well that's how you're going to get a hold of Taz for stickers, hero cards and whatnot. I still can't find my commercial so I don't know what you did with it <laughs> but anyway I own more music, entertainment and karaoke and I'm um, based out of Gloversville, New York but I will travel wherever you need me. Um, check us out online, more2music.com. That's M-O-O-R-E, the number two, music.com. Click on the, if you want to just see if a date is available, you can click 
you can click check availability. If you want to request more information, do you have a wedding, graduation party? Backyard party just because a party. Now, I will tell you this, that as soon as these mandates are lifted, I expect to be super, super busy with mask off parties. Um, and I've, I've done a quite a bit of booking. I have some dates available in July for graduation parties. But uh, definitely check out the website, more2music.com, M-O-O-R-E, the number two, music.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music, M-O-O-R-E, the number two, music.com. If some is good, more is better. I wish I could take credit for both of those taglines, but I cannot. Um, the if some is good, more is better was come up by a good buddy of mine who plays acoustic. And Kaz, you may or may not have heard of him, Bob Motel. Uh, I think I've heard of the name. Bobby Badfinger Motel is his, is what he goes by. He is an awesome, awesome, I can't talk, an awesome acoustic guitar player. Does uh, a lot of Beatles and he'll do just about anything you ask him to do. Um, I had him learn a country song about 15 years ago, maybe right around there, called Drunker Than Me by uh, Trent Tomlinson. Every time I see him out, if I get a chance to go out and see him, he'll he'll try to get me up on stage to do that, to do that song with him. So, uh, And then the other one was done by my instructor, my old instructor from broadcast school, Mr. Jim Steele. Uh, you may remember him from Fly 92 or his last his last radio gig, I believe, was at 99.5 The River. Uh, Jim Steele, he did my commercial. And uh, it's one minute and 52 seconds. Thanks, Chris. Um, so he came up with that tagline, if what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. So this weekend we have got all three series running. Taz. Yeah, and we do. And uh, before we get to that, you want to do a little bit of uh, some uh, local flare racing because I got a little bit of news out of there. And it comes from not only Short Track Super Series, but it comes from Unicrome as well. Are you allowed to do it, buddy? Well, before I get to Unicrome, we got some short track Super Series action. This past Friday and Saturday was the Melvin L. Joseph Memorial over at Georgetown Speedway at Georgetown, Delaware. Friday night was the 358 modified portion, um, along with a couple of local uh, classes at the track. And then the, um, the series, SCSS series, modifieds, and Crate 602 Sportsmen were on hand Saturday night to kick things off of the 2021 official Series Southern Region um, for the Modifieds and Crate 602 Sportsmen. I do not have highlights for the Sportsmen. I can go over the results later. But I do have a highlight that I'm going to try to provide my best with color commentating here uh, for the Modifieds. So 
as we are looking down green flags out for the start of the 49 lap modified main event, $10,049 to the winner. And looks like early on, J.R. Hefner spins with Matt Tangle or Matt Stangle, Max McLaughlin, and Joseph Watson getting turned around early on in one and two. Green flags back out for the same lap. Stuart Freeze and Mike Mahaney on the front row, heading to turns one and two with Stangle right in the three spot. Rudolph trying to sneak underneath Dipple for the five spot. The Dipple holds off and goes underneath Grosso, takes the four spot away. Everyone's charging down the back straightaway. And going to turn three, Shepard goes under. Uh, 32 of Danny Book early on, then later on in the race, about lap eight laps in, Shepard rockets down the back straight outside of Prague, going to turn number three, takes the spot away. Now goes after Eric Rudolph in turn number four. Later on in the race on lap 13, going to 14 laps complete. Stuart Friesen working on lap traffic, trying to get around the 30 of Joseph Watson, but he's got hot company of Mike Mahaney in the 35, sitting in second on his bumper, coming off corner number two. Stewart on the outside, Joseph Watson on the bottom. Stewart's trying to work around uh, Joseph Watson to put him down a lap. And coming off turn number four, they're side-by-side. Side. Watson gives Friesen a little bit of a run. Friesen's still struggling as they go into turns one and two, 15 laps in. Mahaney now gets a run in turn number two, takes a nose dive underneath. Can't quite make it work as Friesen holds them off. And now they switch lanes going into turn three. Mahaney up high, Friesen down low. They're still working on Joseph Watson in turn number four. Friesen still holds off the 35 of Mahaney. Mahaney throws it into the outside. Can't quite make something happen. Is Friesen trying to put his nose underneath Joseph Watson? Can't make it stick. And we go back to a restart here with 20 laps complete. Shepard rockets on the outside, gets by Mahaney, takes over the two spot. Here comes Matt Shepard on Stuart Friesen. Friesen down low. Shepard up high through three and four. Side-by-side side to complete lap number 21 of the 49-lap main event. Few laps tangle on. Shepard and Friesen still going at it. Shepard on the high side, Friesen down low. Going into turn number three as we're going to about to complete lap number uh, 28. Shepard still on the outside. Friesen down low through turns one and two. Shepard just gets the lead, but a caution comes out that wipes out Shepard's lead. And we go back to green through here. Uh, Friesen and Shepard once again side-by-side side at the line on the restart. Shepard with the lead by half a car. They're still side-by-side side through turns one and two. Shepard on the outside. Prego and Mike Mahaney side-by-side side behind them for third and fourth. Shepard takes the lead going to the turn number three. 28 laps in. Friesen back to second. Now the white flag's out. Shepard for the final time down the back straightaway. And you can kiss this one in the record books as Matt Shepard comes around turn number four. He wins the Melvin L. Joseph Memorial 49 at Georgetown Speedway. Stuart Friesen takes home the second spot. Mahaney third, Tyler Dirple fourth, and Anthony Perego rounds out your top five for the 49-lap main event at Georgetown Speedway for the Short Track Super Series South Region. Um, that was the opener for the South region next up on the card for the short track super series is Saturday and Sunday, March 20th and 21st. Um, they are at Salem's Grove speedway, 5,000 to win 40 laps for the modified and sportsmen will have a $1,500 prize. Uh, they might have more on hand for that. Um, Sunday, March 21st, Port Royal speedway, $5,000 to the winner. 
40 laps the distance for the modified, and then they have the uh, ULMS late models, $4,000, uh, I believe, to the winner for that one. And that'll be rounds two and three of the South Region for the Short Track Super Series. And the final results here, as I am just pulling it up, for the Modifieds, Matt Shepard with the win, Stuart Friesen second, Mike Mahaney third, Tyler Dipple fourth, Andy Perego top five. Mike Maresca, the 2020 Fonda Speedway Track Champion, comes home sixth, H.J. Bunning seventh, Ryan Godown in eighth, Brandon Grosso ninth, and run, run, Eric Rudolph rounds out your top ten. Um, on the We'll go over some quick awards here. The Heat winners, $50 each, thanks to Ad Art Sign Company. Uh, Stuart Friesen, Matt Single, Mike Mahaney, J.R. Hefner, and Kale Ross. Um, free tire certificates for American Racer. Uh, Lias tire bonuses went to Ryan Godown and Ryan Watt. Uh, Barron's Performance Warehouse, Tyler Dipple and Brandon Grasso got the $50 bonus out of there. Um, we'll go through the sportsman run down for the top 10 uh 25 laps was their distance for their race uh the winner was aj pachabowski jr the winner Corey cormier finishing second peyton talbot uh, rounds out the podium joe toth fourth matt jenzik rounds out your top five justin grasso Finishes in sixth, LJ Lombardo finishes seventh, Stephen Kemery in eighth, Steve Davis ninth, and Brad Trice rounds out your top ten. Um, and then they had Little Lincoln feature, Todd Salmon's the winner, Delaware Super Trucks, Jerry Hill was the winner, and Delmarva Chargers, um, Ashley Barrett was the winner Saturday night. Um, news coming out of Utica Rome, the schedule has officially been released that's right we've been waiting a little while for this and the schedule has finally come out it came out right around when the show opened up as a matter of fact um, their weekly divisions are going to be the modified crate 602 sportsman pro Fox, limited sportsman and four cylinders they will have slingshots bi-weekly using the inner oval um, open practice on friday april 30th and tuesday may 4th both run 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. May 7th is the grand reopening. All divisions plus the slingshots on hand. They kick off the Thunder and the Thruway series um, between Utica um, and Fonda. Six-round races, three at Utica Rome, three at Fonda um, on May 14th. Um, then they have a Memorial Day weekend kickoff with a modified Twin 20 features, $15 to win each, $500 bonus to sweep uh, both of those races, as on Friday, May 28th, Rush Late Models come in um, to the program on Friday, June 4th at Uticrome. Uh Four cylinders will have that night off. Then on June 11th, the Mohawk Valley Vintage Dirt Modified Series invades. Men's will have a special $1,500 to win feature. Uh, schools out June 18th, $3,500 to win modified feature. And, of course, the Speedway Entertainment Slingshot Tour on hand as well. June 25th, the CRSA Sprints invade Utica Rome on Friday, June 25th. A um, couple other ones on hand. $5 Friday on July 26th. $5 Grandstand Admission. All divisions plus slingshots on hand. Uh, notable one, July 22nd, Thursday night. 
is a Richie Evans remembered 61, a Bob Hilbert Sportsman Short Track Super Series, fueled by Sunoco, modified 61 lap, $6,100 win, North Region event, $610 to start, plus the Short Track Super Series Crate 602 Sportsman, 25 lap, $1,561 to win. Um, they are off on July 23rd. Uh, and then they'll back at it on July 30th with another round of the Thunder and the Thruway Series. Um, August 6th is Dog, Dog Days of Summer, 3500 to win. Modified feature plus Rush Late Models. Another $5 grandstand admission day on Friday, August 13th. CRSA Sprints are back on Friday, August 20th. Season Championship Night. We'll wrap up on Friday, August 27th with all divisions plus a slingshot. And then the final race of the season is the final Thunder in the Thruway Series race, which is the New Yorker 100, $10,000 to win, $500 to start for the modified uh, Patriot Sprint Tour. 360 Sprint cars are on hand for that night, plus the Crate 602 Sportsman, $1,500 win feature, and the Pro Stocks are $1,000 to win. Gates open for Utica Rome on all of the racing nights. Gates open at 5, hot laps at 6.45, racing starts at 7.30. Grandstand pricing at Utica Rome will start at $12. Seniors 65 and up or $10. Kids 11 and under are free. Weekly admission pricing with fans. Utica Rome members are $30. Non-members are $35. Weekly pit admission pricing without fans. Utah members are 35 and non-members are $40. And some of these events that they have listed on here um, are star being that they'll have special event pricing. So um, when you get into the gate, prices are going to be a little bit bumped up because special night, probably higher payout. So you got to think about it that way a little bit. But uh, Utah Chrome seems like they're back with in the hand of Brett Dale. Well, I honestly, now that you're done, I wasn't sure that you were going to, you were, when you were ended, but I think under Brett Deo's tenure, if, if Sonda's success and Georgetown's success is any indication, Utica Rome is in for a hell of a season with Brett, um, with Brett at the helm, so Taz, I know that uh, I know that earlier this week I did a video on the Race Chat Live page, or I did a poll on the Race Chat Live page about the Bristol Dirt Race, and you said <laughs> in that video you commented that you would give your take on it. And so we're ready for Taz's Tasmanian Corner on the Bristol. I'm coming up with these names off the top of my head. Uh, no preparation, <laughs> folks. No preparation. Not even preparation age. Um, we are. I'm interested to hear your take on the Bristol race and what you see. Uh, is it going to be a one-off? Are they going to move tracks? Should they move tracks? If they do move tracks, where should they go? And uh, 
I'm interested in your take on Jessica Friesen joining her hubby. And, of course, she's got to qualify. Um, but your take uh, on that on the Bristol weekend coming up, I believe it's next weekend. Yeah, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, NASCAR invades Bristol for the dirt race we've been uh Highly anticipating of waiting. Um, my take on the Bristol Dirt Race for NASCAR. I see it. I I want to say it's not going to be a one-off, but of course it's going to depend on how the fans and how NASCAR teams and drivers react to it. Now. I know a lot of the NASCAR guys are trying to get into any dirt car possible, late models, Northeast dirt modified, UMP modified, sprint car. They are trying to get anything they can to prep themselves for um, the Bristol dirt race, whether if it's a truck or the cup car. Now, at first I thought this was, this was a good move, but also stupid. I thought it was kind of stupid because why would you take a dirt? Why would you do a dirt race on a track like Bristol? You have to throw dirt on. You have to do so much preparation for it. And I was just like, why not just do it a natural dirt track where they know what they're doing, they, every, um, all of this and that. And, um, and watching a little bit of some of the Bristol late model uh, dirt action earlier today. Um, It seems like whatever the Bristol track crew did, they seemed to do a good job. The track was holding up. The cars were reacting well to it. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how 40 cars are going to handle a 200-lap race around Bristol dirt. Um, I know that sounds nuts. But it's been done before. If you've watched the Fonda 200, you saw 40 cars go at it for 200 laps on a half-mile track. Um, This is kind of no different, but it'll be interesting to see how these cup cars will go. Um, In terms of one-off deal or not, like I said, it's going to determine on how fans react to it and how the race teams react to it. Um, If it's a positive feedback, I see NASCAR saying, Let's keep going with this. If it's not a positive feedback, um, I can see them doing one of two things. Either remove dirt from the cup schedule in general, or they'll say, let's not take, let's not add dirt to an asphalt paved track. Let's go to a natural dirt track. Now there are some questions of mine of what natural dirt tracks do you want to go to? Now you have to think when, I, when you think of this, you have to think some big tracks that can handle not only an audience standpoint, but also um, a, can they handle the number of haulers coming in for that race. The first one that comes to mind is Knoxville. We all know Knoxville. They've done Knoxville Nationals. We've seen how big field cars, how many cars they can fit in there, how many haulers they can fit. Um, 
we know they can hold huge crowds. The question is going to be, can they hold enough? Do they have enough grandstands to hold a cup series crowd? That's the question mark that I would raise. The only question mark I would be able to raise. Um, Because other than that, I think they can do it. Um, I believe maybe Knoxville for trucks is kind of a test in the water to see if this could be something for maybe Xfinity and maybe Cup could do. Um, Another uh, dirt track I kind of want to see NASCAR go. Um, And we were just over at the mile and a half track, uh, not this past weekend, but last weekend. That's Las Vegas Bullring. Now, the question is going to be, can they handle enough haulers for a cup field? And can they hold enough... Um, can they hold enough grandstands for a cup series race? Truck series, they could probably get away with. Cup series, I don't know. Um, that's going to be tough to determine. Um... I know, Craig, you mentioned um, places like Fonda or something like that. I don't see Fonda having a NASCAR race, um, any, at least not anytime soon. But who knows? Things can always happen in year. And, um, I mean, we all seen how wacky 2020 has been. Um, we've seen how much of a whack start 2021 has been more on the positive instead of negative this time around. Um, I'm trying to think other tracks. I think maybe Port Royal would be a decent one to try. Um, Maybe Volusia Speedway Park since they hold the Dirt Car Nationals. Um, it's, It's hard to tell to really think about it this way. Um, I think if you want to go to paved tracks and throw dirt on it, some good ones to try. I don't know if Martinsville is really a good one. I mean, Martinsville is already good enough track as it is. Don't ruin it by putting dirt on it. Um, New Hampshire would kind of be interesting. I don't know how that would fully work, Um, what they got to do in terms of um, not only dirt on the track, but what – um, safety precautions, what they need to take to adjust their track to meet dirt track standards. Um, we all seen trucks at Eldora, but I don't see NASCAR going back to Eldora after NASCAR and Tony Stewart having some kind of, uh, I guess you can say, um, a rough relationship, kind of. Um, it's that one's tough to tell. So I mean I don't I can see Bristol dirt being a yearly thing, but it's gonna come down to how will race teams react, how does the track crew react, how much stress will the track crew have and how will fans react to this. I know a lot of fans are anticipating for this, but um, it's going to come down to the end product. That's all it comes down to. If you put on a good show for the fans, fantastic. Fans are going to want it, and they're going to speak up. Um, If 
fans um, are not too pleased by it, if NASCAR follows the fans like they say they do, then they're probably not going to do it. Or if fans say, keep a dirt race, but do it somewhere else, like a natural dirt track, then they might try, but there's going to be question marks raised, like, do they have enough capacity levels for haulers? Do they have enough capacity levels for um, having audiences, especially for cup races? It, question marks are going to be raised, but it's just a matter of can they fully execute. Um, I think Bristol right now is the best prime example they can use to get a dirt race. They know they have the capacity. Um, obviously, dirt has been thrown on Bristol I know a long time ago, but this is just a um, kind of let's put dirt back and see what this generation of fans like and kind of have at it. Sorry, Kez. I had my my mic muted. I I actually just threw out Fonda as a joke. Uh, not so much a joke, but just to uh, – just to raise your ire just a little bit, and I knew that that would cause a uh, – I, I knew that it would elicit a good response from from you, and that's exactly what uh, – that's exactly what I wanted, and that's exactly what we got. All right, so let's talk Atlanta this weekend. Austin Sindrick is – Austin Sendrick is running his second cup race this weekend. We've got the truck series there. We've got Xfinity. And obviously cup. Sorry about that. Um, I'm excited. I like triple header weekends. I like the fact that the truck series seems to be getting in more races this year. I think by my count, they're already a week ahead of schedule. Normally, they take, I think it's four weeks off, three, four weeks off in between. The so say they, run, they, run like a, they run like one or two races, and then they're off for like a couple of weeks. But they, I know they ran the two Daytona races. They took, um, I think they took Homestead off, and they ran Las Vegas, and then they took this past weekend off. And here we are, Atlanta. They're going to go for race number four. And yeah. Truck Series, Truck Series 2:30 on Saturday on Fox Sports One. Um, all times are Eastern Standard Time for the Freight Auctions 200 for the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, Xfinity Series 5 p.m. for the Echo Park 250 on Fox Sports One. So doubleheader on Saturday. So again, 2:30 for the trucks, 5 o'clock for the Xfinity Series. Both of them are on FS1. Uh, if you are more of a radio person, uh, MRN will cover the truck series, and PRN will cover the Xfinity series. Um, for you Canadian folks, TSN2 will broadcast the Xfinity series. Um, Sunday, March 21st, is the Cup Series race, 3 o'clock, for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. That will be broadcasted on Fox. Uh, PRN for the radio and for the for you folks in Canada, it'll be on the main TSN uh, broadcast channel. Atlanta, well, we know this track. It wears tires. And I feel like we're going to see a lot of slick track racing here. 
Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be super slick. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a hell of a race in all three series. I'm. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'll be listening. I have. I don't know. I like to shut my radio. I like to shut the. I like to mute the TV. And listen to the uh, broadcasts on on Cirrus. I think that they cover a lot more than what the television broadcasting broadcast covers. Uh, I don't know where Taz. I don't know where. I don't know where Chris is at. I said I, I know he's running through uh, some. Some bad, uh, bad areas. But uh, I, I love listening to the to the radio broadcast. It reminds me of that song from back in the late '80s, early '90s. I heard it on the radio. I think it was Lionel Cartwright. Um, they do such a good job at describing the race. It's almost like you're watching it on television. Now, if you can, if you can mute the TV and listen to the broadcast on Cirrus, then that would be, uh, that would be ideal. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to go with Stewie in the, uh, truck race. I'm going to take Cendric in the Xfinity race. And I'm going to take, hmm, I'm going to take Kevin Harvick in Atlanta. Not bad, not bad. I want to, I'm interested in hearing Chris says Zane Smith he's got for the truck series, which is a interesting young talent pick there. Oh, good Lord. For trucks. Um, I would have to look at um, the entry list. But if Grant Enfinger is racing in the Thor Sport 98 this weekend at Atlanta, Grant Enfinger is my pick for Atlanta in the truck series. Xfinity series. Um, I have a few eyeballs to look at. I could go with AJ Allmendinger. Um, I could go with Harrison Burton. I could go with Daniel Hemrick. Um, I was thinking Noah Gregson, but I feel like the bad luck might strike once again. I mean, the guy just can't catch a break. He's got such fast cars. He's got potential to win each and every week, especially at Homestead. And he just hasn't had the luck to strike through. Um, oh, great. Chris did not take my Xfinity pick. 
Chris says Riley. Well, well, for my Xfinity picks, I'm going with a college car. And like I said, I could look at Ondinger, but I might pass on that one. I'm sticking my hat into Justin Haley. Um, for the Cup Series, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Harvick is not a bad pick to look at, being that he's finished in the top ten in half of his starts. Uh, I think we could see um, Ford rise up to the occasion here. But don't count out guys like Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson out of the picture in this one. Um, but I'm going to tip my hat. Um, and he's going to get another good run this weekend. I'm going with Mr. BK, Brad Keselowski. He's my pick for the Cup race at Atlanta. Um but I would not sleep on Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson. I mean, we've seen what those two can done on slick tracks um, with tire wear going bad. Um, we all know Kyle Larson. He's going to treat Atlanta at times like a dirt track. We've seen him do it at Phoenix this past weekend. We know he's a threat. We um, we know he's going to be knocking on the door. Um, Harvick's not a bad pick, though. I, I, I like the Harvick pick. Um, but I, I'm wanting to see Keselowski get that win right in there. And Chris goes with Kyle Larson for the cup. I knew somebody was going to pick the Larson, Larson train. And let's see. Oh, odds to win. Thank you, Chris. Brad Keselowski, uh, and Kyle Larson and Martin Triggs Jr. have the best odds of thirteen to two. Chase Elliott next, and Kevin Harvick seven to one next in line. Denny Hamlin nine to one. Uh, Kyle Busch ten to one. Joey Logano also ten to one. Ryan Blaney sixteen to one. Kurt Busch sixteen to one. Christopher Bell twenty to one, and William Byron twenty five to one. You mean Billy Byron? And what's that? Billy Byron. Free Willy I wonder Byron. how many of his wonder how many of his family call him Billy. <laughs> Free Willy Byron. How about that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> so standings after Phoenix. Um actually as we head into Atlanta, we'll look into how point standings look for all three series. Uh, truck series obviously kicks things off this weekend. Uh early Saturday. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek, your points leader with 150. Behind him is Ben Rhodes, 14 points in second. Sheldon Creed, 35 back in third. Matt Craft in fourth. 40 backs. Chandler Smith rounds out the top five, 60 points back. Stuart Friesen sitting in sixth, 70 points back. Grant Enfinger sits seventh, 79 points back. Todd Gilliland in eighth, 81 points back. Johnny Sauter. And nine eighty-one points back as well. And Carson Hosevar has the tiebreaker over Austin Wayne Self for that tenth and final playoff spot as we speak. Carson 
Hosevar and Arthur Wayne Self are tied in points, but Hosevar has the tiebreaker. Um, some notables outside of that field are Austin Hill. He currently sits 12th. Zane Smith sits 14th, but Chris is riding high on Zane Smith for the truck race this weekend. Um, bright young talent. Um, could see him run up there. Uh, Brett Moffat, 16th in points. Uh, Timothy Peters in 18th and Ryan Truex in 20th. We'll go over to the Xfinity Series. Cindric um, leads the point standings. He's locked in, 248 points. Hamrick sits second, 47 points back. Jeb Burton third, 76 back. A.J. Allmendinger sits fourth. Uh, tied with Harrison Burton, but that win's going to put him over. Harrison Burton. Uh, Brandon Jones sitting in sixth, 94 points back. Myatt Snyder and Justin Haley, seventh and eighth, 99 points back. Brandon Brown in ninth, 111 points back. And Brandon Brown, impressive performance. I am impressive performance at Phoenix. Scores out five finish and a career best finish so far. Uh, Jeremy Clemens rounds out the top 10, 114 points back. Justin Allgaier and Riley Herps round out the playoff field. Um, and then Michael Annette outside looking in at 13th, Landon Castle 14th. Um, Gregson currently sits 19th. And then over on the cup side, well, five races in, five different winners. Can we keep the trend going at Atlanta for six in a row? Well, let's find out. I hope so. like this. I hope so, too, but we'll see. Uh, currently, how it looks right now, Denny Hamlin points lead, 236 points. Second is BK, 39 back. Joey Logano, third, 44 back. Truex, who just locked himself in, sits fourth, 56 back. Larson and Elliott are fifth and sixth tied. Uh, obviously, Larson with the win uh, gives him the tiebreaker. They're both 57 back. Harvick is seventh, 60 back. Bell and eighth. 69 back. Uh, Free Willie Byron, ninth, 84 back. Kurt Busch runs out the top 10, 92 back. Your Daytona 500 champion, Michael McDowell sits 11th, 96 back. Austin Dillon, 12th, 101 back. Ryan Blaney, 13th, 102 back. Ryan Priest, who has to qualify slash race his way in every, each and every week because that's not a charter car, shockingly. Uh, sits 14th, 113 back. Kyle Busch sneaking into the playoff bubble, sitting 15th, 121 back. And Recky Spinhouse, 123 points back. Rounds out the playoff grid as we speak. Notables outside of that. Bowman, three points uh, under the cut line in 17th. Busher, uh, four points back in 18th. Bubba Walls is 19th. Um, he sits 139 back from the point leader. Um, I want to see if there's any other ones. De Benedetto up to 28th in points. Um, Tyler Reddick is 27. About it there. For your points, Danny, he's heading into Atlanta. Well, I'm still shocked that Ricky Stenhouse is still in the top 16. I'm quite shocked he's in there, too. 
But, uh, hey, five different winners so far for the Cup Series. Truex is locked in. Bell's locked in. Byron's locked in. McDowell's locked in. Um, or, no, are we? Because the, the winner of the McDowell won the 500. Bell won there. Yeah, we have five drivers. I'm way out of it apparently now. But Truex, Larson, Bell, Byron, and McDowell all locked in. But they did talk about if the trend keeps going for different winners this year, um, we could see one of these race winners uh, not have the potential of making the playoffs. Because well, yeah, they have to have. They have, it'll if it's a tie, it'll come down as to who has the most top tens. Well. It comes down to first. It comes down to when they do the playoff or point standing type shiznit. They do base of um, wins come first, and of course, if you have if you have multiple drive, they say uh, wins come first, points are second, and then they have and then if, uh, if it's still a tie after points, they have to do some weird tiebreaker thing. I don't remember how that works, but. Um, the, but they were saying McDowell is not guaranteed lock. But it's if we keep going, yeah, he may not be. It would kind of suck in a way, but at the same time, it's just like you need the points to back yourself up. I mean, yeah, you're currently sitting in eleventh, but what are you gonna do if you don't have the points to show to try to keep you in? Um, obviously, we know Truex and Larson can definitely do it. Um, <clears throat> I want to see Bell get a second win to kind of prove that the road course win wasn't a fluke that some people think it is. Um, Byron, well, we know Hendrick is back. We've seen the speed in all four cars. I just think the 48 is cursed. We see Bowman run up front and then somehow gets in the middle of wreck to end his day. Or something doesn't go his way and doesn't get the finish to show for it. What's your take on yeah. Hendrick? What's my take on Hendrick? Yeah, because they talked about it in pre-races uh, this past weekend. Well, I think we could have all all three or four in there, um, and that would be and that would be awesome. Right now we got Byron and Larson in there. Larson. And I think, and I said this last week and I'll say it again, I think Larson's fixing to win three or four races this season. And uh, like this week said last week, the first win was a redemption win. His second win will be the wind that solidifies it for him. And I think he he may not need the second win. He may need just a really good showing. Uh, if he can finish the regular season in the top five in points, I think that uh, all will be forgotten and there'll be what incident happened in 2020 with Kyle Larson. We forget. It'll all depend on it'll all depend on strong showings. 
I agree with you with Michael McDowell. If he does not make the championship cut, it would be a shame. However, you might take the championship uh, run away from him, but you cannot and will not deny the fact that he did win the Daytona 500. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the next best thing to uh, making the playoffs. It would suck for sure. However, you can win. You can make the playoffs. You're not always going to get a shot to win the Daytona 500. And I think that if he had a chance, I think if he had a choice or even if I had a choice between the Daytona 500 and making the playoffs, and advancing past the round of 16, I'd much rather win the Daytona 5-1. I mean, I don't know McDonald's got a tough mountain to climb, and we know Talladega, um, when the Cup Series hits track, he's going to shine there because we know McDonald's a plate racer. He's a great plate racer. He's one of those plate racers that... Um, who kind of sits quiet for a good portion of the race. Um, and then when it comes down to making moves later in the race and trying to get up front and compete for the win, that's when he comes in. And that's like, and people are saying, well, McDowell's win is, oh, it's just a plate race. Anything can happen. But you have to realize, like I said, McDowell is a plate racer. He shines there. He he plays it as um, he kind of does this thing where don't show up to a checkers game or don't or he plays chess or no. Everyone plays checkers in a chess game and McDowell's got the chess game. He knows when to make his moves, when not to, and he does it quietly. And then when when you're supposed to make your move to take advantage and beat your challenger um, and take advantage of it, McDonald does it. Um, we've seen him run well at road courses um, since joining the front row 34 team. Um, so, I mean, we have more road course races to go for him to kind of push himself through. We have uh, I know we have one Talladega race in the regular season. We have um, the Daytona regular season finale to kind of help him push up through. Um, but the question is going to be how many different winners will we get at the end of the regular season? I mean, five races in, five different winners so far. Um, yeah, they can sit, according to Fox point standing graphics, they can sit top five in points right now. Truex, um, being have more points over the those five winners, he'll he'll sit kindly in the in that number one spot. Larson sits two, Bell three, Byron four, McDowell five. But you have guys like Hamlin, BK, Logano. We all know Chase Elliott's gonna be knocking on the door somewhere uh, soon. I'm sure Harvick's gonna be there. Um. We just have those guys coming in. They're going to be knocking on the door for wins. And somebody that have one win might want to uh, 
get another win or two under their belt to kind of make sure that they are securely into the playoffs. If we do get keep on getting this trend of different winners yeah. each week. Yeah, I think you're going to see your steady, your steady normal drivers. I think you're going to see them in there because they're going to point them themselves in. I think McDowell and Christopher Bell, however, that's a whole nother ball game. I think you're going to see the regular cast of characters in there. The Larsons, the <coughs> excuse me, the Larsons, the 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 Elliot, Harvick, Bush, Kyle, not Kurt, uh, and things like that. So, I mean, it's going to be definitely interesting. Before we can do the picks for the week for the graphics, we've got to have Miss Lee and Jason and and, and CJ. So, uh, don't know if CJ's going to be able to make his pick. And if he's and if he happens to be listening or we'll send him a message in the group chat tomorrow to make sure that he gets his driver's pick in by Thursday for all three series. So, that way he's still in the running and he doesn't have to uh, DNF. This week, or 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 D D N V did not vote. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, we don't want him I to think, have a DNF DNV. Right. You remember the article last week? While we have a few minutes um, before we wrap up, you remember the article last week about how uh, on Toby Christie's website, how should Ford start panicking or not? Yes. I think when that article came out, um, I think that lit a fire under the Fords because we saw Penske run up there. Harvick had a run in there. One thing that blows about Penske, though, this weekend, you had stage one winner, stage two winner, and then you're like, all right, Penske's ready to go to lock this one in for the race. And Joe Gibbs and MTJ kind of played spoiler. It was like, ha ha, jokes on you. But Ford should not be scared. I think that article came out way too early for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, time will tell. We said that last week. I don't think, I don't think they should panic just yet. Um, time they will tell. Thinking- if they weren't making noise about 10 races in, um, that's, that's when the article should come out and say, should Ford panic or not? And that would be the top of, topic of discussion. But I think that article came out way too early for that. Well, I think it's, I think it's like everything else. I think they like to, uh, as Chris likes to do, he likes to hit the um, – Conspiracy theory button. And, you know, he did just that. And I think that's what Toby did. And that's what he designed it to do. And it did just that. So, what do we got up for next week? Who do we got joining us next week? We have. Oh, what did I do with my list? There it is. 
next week is March 22nd. We have Tanner's Racing Photography coming up. And then to wrap the month of March in two weeks, we'll have Jay Fitzgerald. Yes, and I'll have his bio. And I will share Tanner's Racing Photography bio. Um, I will share Tanner's Racing Biography or bio with, uh, with the group. How far is Port Royal from here? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, that's a very good question. I'm going to try to look that up now. From where my house is, if I can spell Port Royal Speedway correctly. Um, from my house, Port Royal is a five-hour drive one way. Oh, that's a little too far. Yeah, a little too far. Well, I say that, but I just said to you, you want to go to Sealings Grove Saturday, so. <laughs> yeah, Sealings Grove, I don't think it's very far from Port Royal. If they're doing no. uh, back-to-back race days that this weekend. <laughs> No, it's not. It's uh, Penn Township. It's upstate. It's not that. Uh, it's not that far. I'm just looking to see exactly how far it is, because uh, I used to live down in Pennsylvania. So now I'm curious to see. Oh, you're, exactly you're talking about. You're talking about four and a half hours. Oh, that ain't bad. I can do that in my sleep. I mean, my passengers may not like it, but I know I could, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we only got ninety seconds, and we got to wrap this up. So, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to thank Kathy and Chloe Bellin for joining us tonight at the N eighth at eight thirty. And uh, always great to interview local people. Um, I'm interested in, in our guest next week. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in listening. Have a great night. Uh, get out there and support your local track. And we'll talk to everybody real soon. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.